hello, hello. Welcome to the weekly cooldown. I am, of course, Kami Jace, your host for the last episode of the year. It is uh, December 28th, 2018, and in just a few days, really just a few days, it will be 2019. Guys, I'm tired. Are you guys tired? It's I'm so tired. It's been, it's it's been, been a long so a long year it's draining but we did it we made it to the end um as you uh, heard there i have some some guesties um we're gonna have a fun show uh we're gonna go over our favorites uh of the year and also what we're looking forward to and maybe we'll even go over some of our not favorites of the year and what we're kind of concerned about in the future but First, before all of that, of course, I have to introduce my friends. Uh, one of them is Marcy. Hello, it's me. Marcy. I'm here once again to talk about the video games. The video games. Now, before we continue, I have to introduce my other friend, who's been on the podcast like once before, and I missed a whole lot. It's Corey. Hi, I was here. I was the official MAGFest reporter. We're probably going to yeah. do that again this year, huh? Yes. <laughs> When's MAGFest again? Next week. Yeah. Oh. Next Thursday. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> Me and Marcy were just discussing our plans for it. Next. Yeah. We so, might actually have a hotel room. Oh, my God. That's instead so, of having to make the 40-minute commute every day. That's so <laughs> early. The, so Thursday, the what is that, the 3rd? The 3rd. Yep. Golly. Yeah, it's Wasn't very it early. in, like, March last Oh, time? no, it's always January. I think it was in February oh. once ever. No, it was like a couple of years. I think it was in February, and then oh. like it was, I can't remember, it was like scheduling, or maybe it was renovations or yeah, something. Yeah, well, they, did a, they did a late January uh, fest with an apostrophe at the beginning of it, because there was a mag in there. Um, <laughs> did a late January fest one time, and then a February one. I think that's, uh, that, I think that's it. Yep. That makes me exhausted already oh, yeah. you can't just you can't throw a festival at me on the third day of the year no, let, like, me, oh, no. Right let me tell you years. my first magfest i believe was 2012 and prior to that i had never i had wanted to go for so many years because i mm-hmm. knew i was a big fan of metroid metal back in high school <laughs> and uh, uh they were always going so i could never make it because my family was always on trips over New Year's, mm-hmm. and it just wouldn't ever work out. So, but finally, now... finally changed our traditions enough that <laughs> I, could, I could start going. Uh, speaking of traditions, let's talk about. Uh, as, as we all know, this is the show where we get to know the news, but we also get to know our guests. And to get to know you both, we're going to talk about Crimbus. Um, yeah. So, uh, how, first of all, how was your Christmas? Mm, very very low-key which is actually a surprising yeah. contrast to like other years which were That's also nice. low-key but like this is like take a five-hour map in the middle of christmas day low-key oh that's nice i wish yeah. oh that's brilliant <laughs> mm. that's yeah. absolutely brilliant i uh my family always spends christmas at home here so we uh it, it was it, it was a fairly bog standard Christmas, except for the fact that this is my first time being back since I moved halfway across the country over mm-hmm. the summer. Um, I mean, I came back for Thanksgiving, but you know, first first Christmas, not living here full time. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
Yeah, it's been it's been nice to just actually relax. <laughs> Eat, like, What's up? I say that, but then also my family are all a bunch of athletes, so I've been trying to keep up with them this year, and uh, you know, tr- trying to make more an, more of an effort to participate in the family activities. And it it landed me today with a day of just not moving. <laughs> now you say family activities and you also say athletic family. So yes. what are one of those activities? <clears throat> mm. So uh, a few days before Christmas Eve, uh, they were all talking about, Hey, let's go do a hot yoga class, which is uh, <laughs> where one goes into a yoga class in a room that is the temperature of a sauna and they don't let you rest. It's all just strenuous activity after strenuous activity. Mm. I think I was on my back for like a total of five seconds and I had to tap out 20 minutes early because it was just too much. Now, this is usually what I call someone's idea of hell. Who, who is this person that put you into such a hellish situation and why would they do it on Christmas? Well, they all thought it was going to be a, a great amount of fun, and to some extent, it was a it was an interesting and uh, it was an interesting experience. Certainly, a workout, and I don't explicitly regret it. But uh, I, I did also look at them in the eye and say, "You know what? This year, I'm going to do stuff with you guys instead of watching you all go on your hikes and <laughs> and it's sitting bizarre. at home." But like in a good way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's a little of that year-end determination, which I haven't known your folks. That is a, that's a high bar to keep up with. Oh yeah. Oh Oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's been fun, but again, today I could not move. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. See, I, uh, and maybe my mom is listening to this. Maybe she isn't, but I, um, Decided that after not going last year, I would go home this year. But I went home a little earlier than Christmas. I went home the week before, and you know, I don't, I don't fly because I'm scared of planes, and I've never been on one. Don't at me; I will kill you. Um, <laughs> Fair. And um, <laughs> and so you know, I took a five-hour trip from Syracuse uh, to. Uh, New York City, which is long on a train or a bus, but also kind of relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was all right. Um, the The worst thing about uh, traveling uh, to my mom's place is that I don't get a bed; I get a couch, and mm. that's the worst part for me. I could handle everything else, but I would I want a bed. I want to be able to sleep <laughs> on a bed, even if it's just an air mattress. Like, give me that. I just need that. So it was a little exhausting, but not not overly uh, uh, hot yoga. <laughs> I just love this. Yes. Can hot yoga be the term for like anything? It's like hot yoga, super extra now. Just yeah, like, man, that's a load of hot yoga. Yeah, this week that's is real a, hot yoga. You know, <laughs> that's a and that's some hot yoga. Uh, I'm gonna have another more. have another weekend of hot yoga when Magfest begins. Ooh. Oh, like actually though. <laughs> Yeah, oh, well, no, not literally. Just, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do know, hot yoga figur- and then go to MAGFest. Fig- figuratively, <laughs> as per our new saying. Yes, our new saying <laughs> is hot yoga. We're going to keep yeah. cussing to a minimum. Guys, I tried to make this when I started this show 
a PG thirteen at most show. It didn't happen that way. That's fair. So, <laughs> oh, I'm sure Paul's a big part of that. Well, <laughs> my at one dear, point dear I was roommate like, Paul. At one point, I was like, "Oh yeah, people can do what they want," and then I found myself doing what I wanted, and it's a, it's it's just bad. Yeah. But you know, I never said that this was explicitly for kids. Just you know, parents. It's, uh, it's not explicitly or, for kids, but it is pretty explicit. Yeah, well, kids nice. get your parents' permission <laughs> or something. Okay, so um, with that being said, we're going to play a different kind of game to get to know you both a little better. Alrighty. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So I want you now to think about a game you didn't particularly like very much, but still is fresh in your mind for some reason. Oof. Hmm. Think hard. Think hard. And once you have that game, let us know what it is, Marcy. Okay, well, it's interesting because <clears throat> I did not play, I think, a ton of games this year. And the ones I did play were largely... Well, it uh, doesn't have to be this year. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think, um, I think one in particular... Um, would would have to actually be, I think... Uh, uh, this is a bit of an old game, but uh, Zero Time Dilemma. And now oh, it's just kind of a big asterisk because overall I really loved the, the Zero Escape trilogy. And mm-hmm. I really loved the uh, I really loved the story of Zero Time Dilemma. Um, but it's one of those things where <clears throat> I was just so mixed on it overall because the the first two installments of the trilogy are visual novels mm-hmm. um, effectively, you know, interspersed with uh, 3d point and click puzzle uh, stuff. But zero time dilemma instead is a uh, cinematic based game in terms of its uh, story stuff, mm-hmm. um, which effectively means that the budget available to them went so much more into uh, a paired back story only wrapping up certain uh, critical plot elements and Mm -hmm. uh, some very stilted and uh, simplistic animation and cinematography by a team that had very clearly never done that before. Right. So uh, it was interesting the, the puzzles were all just as good, but it was a, it was a really interesting balance between <clears throat> stuff they knew how to do and stuff they didn't know how to do that from my understanding was largely driven by <laughs> years in development hell. Mm-hmm. Um, of not having the clearance to make this final installment in the series. And then finally having a ton of pressure on them to make it sell well, because that series has never done well in Japan, despite being a Japanese developed game. Hmm. Does it do well in the U S though? Uh, on the West. As far as the standards for a game of its ilk, I think yes, it it certainly does way better in the in the in the West than in Japan. Mm. That's kind um, of a world concept. Yeah, 
they they the first game i think was made for a japanese audience didn't find a foothold there and then the localized version for the west did really well in terms of being a cult hit mm-hmm. uh, and that actually uh, spurred them to cater the second game Vir- virtue's last reward toward uh, an american audience hmm yeah very interesting now uh, I think we've got a good idea about why the game stuck with you, but is there anything else that kind of like you liked about it, but you didn't really like about it? Um, <clears throat> I think a lot of it has to do with the atmosphere. Um, I, I, I've mentioned this, I think, on this podcast before, but I am a uh, well, a, a atmosphere in a game or largely any other kind of uh, fictional media is a huge part of what I enjoy about anything. And it's something that really needs to be, needs to be there for it to really grab me. And the atmosphere of the first two games sort of felt off, I think as Mm -hmm. a result of uh, the strange development cycle and the changes that they had to make. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I getcha. And that's how we got to know Marcy today. Uh, Corey, do <laughs> you have a game in mind? Don't make me do homework on Marcy first, but... Um, <laughs> so, I am a p- person who particularly likes sort of the off-the-wall indie stuff. Sure. Though, I guess I should be a little clearer and say, like, A stuff. Itch, itch, I don't make a habit of dip- digging into things off of, like, Itch.io, for instance, which... Sure. It's one of those things I wish I could do. Um, but <laughs> the sort of oddball, like, not sure if, like, but keep coming back to game that I've been prodding around at, like, this entire year has been Cultist Simulator, I think. Cultist Simulator. Anyone? Familiarity? Anyone? I <laughs> have seen, like, I think uh, some, like... <clears throat> banner art for it and i've certainly heard the name many times but that's 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 about it so the backstory that i have just off the dome is uh cultist simulator is developed by weather factory and one of the key pushers behind weather factory is uh someone by the name of alexis kennedy who used to be the main writer for uh properties like fallen london if that Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's a blast from the past. That's a blast from the past. Mm-hmm. So similar sort of <laughs> esoteric writing, the mechanics uh, have been similar, like described as like spinning a bunch of plates. Like you have a board in front of you, like a table in front of you, and you have two types of cards. You have what's called like verbs and you have what's called like eh, locations, actions. I can't quite remember. Um, but basically... A lot of it is just you start off with a few of those icons on your table. And then my understanding is I've never reached this point by the mid to end game of Cultist Simulator. You're balancing like tons of different plates you have. The thing about each one is that it has a bunch of timers. So like one thing might take 60 seconds. Another might be like 45. Occasionally uh, things that you do cause random events to happen and you sort of have to react to that. There's lost states. And so... It's it's a big, huge, esoteric game about you're founding a cult and you have to figure out how to reach like an ascension state, which mm. I huh. 
am, I don't know if I just missed some clues or if I'm just not particularly good at reading between the lines, but I have not yet managed to reach that point in about a year of on and off play. And that might be some oh. of the issue too, but. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, Coming back supernatural. To it. Yeah. It's definitely, elements? it's definitely supernatural. It's like, okay. Uh, it's not just, it's not just people in an extremely realistic world uh, doing cult stuff. No, no. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, we're not like, <laughs> there's actually some, some, high, some higher power that they're appealing to. Sort of like the layer, the, the whole layer of it is it's a little abstracted, like it's resource management, right? There was okay. a really good electron dance video. I think that came out sometime in the past year. Uh, well, now I have to watch that. Yeah, it's very good. It, it describes it as, uh, Essentially, a clicker game for smart people. Which, <laughs> okay, right, which has to be that's, the most apt description. A little judgy, but pretty apt. That's an insult to some people. How dare you? <laughs> I didn't finish the game. How dare you? I apologize. I didn't finish it. <laughs> no. Um, Cultist Simulator is a. Uh, it, it is a clicker game for uh, people who like a, hot yoga. A, <laughs> it is a lot of hot yoga. Let me tell oh yeah. You. Um, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. I'll, that's better than anything I was going to say. <laughs> so, so the whole dig about it is you're supposed to be able to like read the cards based on what actions that you're doing and go, okay, so this is kind of where I need to go to. And it's a lot mm. of like very relative systems. Like your resources value are based on the other resources that you have. Um, and you have some main ones like health and reason and passion, which and funds, which might give you an idea of kind of how esoteric this is already. Funds, yes, um, sort of. So, just like I don't know, it's it's kind of like those things where I feel like I have to be galaxy brain to figure it out, and I'm just not hitting that level. But it just has like oh, no. that good aesthetic, and I just can't like get it out of my brain, pretty much. Your non-galaxy brain, <laughs> my non-galaxy brain. <laughs> oh no! Well, there's always games like that that kind of. Urkus and Super Mario Galaxy Brain. Super Mario Galaxy Brain. Um, great choices, both of you. Um, I kind of have one, but I feel like I'm gonna get like reamed out by someone. Um, oh, I gotta hear this now. <laughs> <laughs> my choice is actually Resident Evil Five. Oh. Um, I love all Resident Evil games now until the end of time. However, um, Resident Evil Five. I felt, and I know a lot of other people felt, and I'm probably echoing some sentiments, was trying to keep up with an era of Call of Duty frat boys. Uh Um, They really wanted to uh, try and keep up with the fast pace, the action, the the -the over-the-shoulder, or the first person, if you prefer it, uh, shooter-type situation. Um, uh, Resident Evil 5 was popular you know around the same time that gears of war like two and three and were really popular and (laughs) so i I felt it was trying to keep up with that and then on top of that i liked see the thing is they tried to double down on it in resident Evil 6 which i liked better um if only for the fact that the story was just a little bit better and they kind of kept to the survival or the survival horror that we know and love with leon's campaign but anyway that's a whole other story (laughs) Resident Evil 5 was a good game, um, kind of mechanically, but because they spent so much time on the mechanics and the optics and all that stuff, 
it really kind of just jabbed a big old knife into the story and it, it just didn't feel good. It didn't feel yeah. good at all. <laughs> also, Sheva's left-handed and I can't play as her. So, you know, <laughs> makes me real angry. I, I can't aim with left-handed characters. Oh man. Yeah, it makes me feel real weird. That reminds me of the whole like problem of Twilight Princess where Link is traditionally right-handed, right. but you got the whole <laughs> Every like um, most people still... who play Wii like Wii games are right handed, obviously. So, oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, that that was the whole thing because Link Link's always been left handed because Miyamoto's left handed, and that was I don't mm. know him putting a bit of himself into the game. And uh, the interesting thing about Twilight Princess HD was that they they went back to the game the left handed GameCube version of of uh, the orientation, hmm. and then. Yeah. Yeah, my understanding was like didn't they <laughs> see now the I'm thinking map in a mirror? Now I'm thinking right, yeah. about Breath of the Wild. Is he left handed or right handed in that? Back to actually. left hand oh wait, actually, no, that's a good question. I don't remember. I gotta look it up now. I gotta know. No, he's right handed in that. He's right oh yeah, he is. He's yeah, because right. Yeah, ah yeah, he is. I, I remember that. Oh yeah, and they made him right handed in Skyward Sword too, right off the bat. That's very interesting. Yeah, the whole reason they had to do the world flipping thing in Twilight Princess was just because they decided to port it to the Wii at the very last second. And they they didn't have time to make new animations for Link opening doors with the opposite hand. Hmm. Oh my god! And oh, and I guess also just it was how, how lazy. <laughs> well, I mean, like I, I it, get it, but also how lazy. <laughs> I think that also would have messed with cutscene animations. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. Uh, that's that's pretty funny. I didn't. I I guess I never realized that. Yeah, and I, like for me, the last Zelda game I played was like Majora's Mask. So yeah, in that he has the shield in the right hand and the sword in the left. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then in Breath of the Wild, yeah, that's <laughs> so bizarre. It's <laughs> real weird. Okay, I gotta I gotta check now. What is he left or right handed in? Uh, in Smash. Smash. I guess you like if you'd be right-handed, wouldn't he? But okay, okay. Young, young Link, Young Link is left-handed. Okay. Uh, Toon oh, Link is also left-handed, okay. and I'm just on the menu right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's right. Uh, Link, regular Link is right-handed in Smash, and Young and Toon Link are left-handed. Oh, that's weird. those little details. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> that's so good. That's awesome. That's super awesome. Okay. Well, we uncovered a mystery here so we did. on the weekly cooldown. Um, if you found out the mystery first, then uh, shut up. <laughs> I did it. I mean, we did it. We did it here. We did it together. <laughs> we were the first ones. Wikipedia, write it down. We were first. We have uh, audio evidence, so it's real. It's okay. Real. Um, great. We, <laughs> we solved the mystery of left and right. Now, the mystery of the emblem. We, the mystery of the emblem. <laughs> we uh, are going to now talk about our favorite games of the year. Um, there was a lot of them, and I only got to play a handful, but that's okay. I still feel good about it. Meanwhile, as I talk about what games I played, I'm going to open Steam because I don't remember. <laughs> you got to. Um, oh yeah, right no, that's why I have my Switch in front of me right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got my least favorite. <laughs> Just something. Yeah, I have to think about what games I've played overall. Um, so since Marcy has the the Switch going, let's begin 
what is your favorite game of the year? Oh, that's the question, isn't it? So, for me, a really difficult it's a really difficult question because I did not really get into any 2018 games that hard this year. I think <laughs> like I love Smash, but it's just so early and I've never been one to get like emotionally attached to Smash as I'm playing it so much as more I like Smash in retrospect a lot of the time and I mm-hmm. love playing it but a lot of the meaning comes in nostalgia and all that so I feel like right. Smash Ultimate is going to be another one that's going to have to be a, a slow burn to worm its way into my heart but mm-hmm. one that I'm loving constantly playing nonetheless so I think I'm going to have to give that to Monster Hunter World that is, that is the 2018 game that I played more than any other that I still think is just an absolute masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still think about it. And it's one that I really want to dive back into again soon. Now, I've heard like on and off things about the music in this game. Was it particularly like... I got to stop saying that word. I can't say it. Was it, it like boastful in any way? Or you know, was it just kind of run for the course run for the course par for the course course. par for the course in what sense like you know typical monster hunter music dot tumblr.com so can we still say that (laughs) (laughs) there's no not safe work content on this one true all right got it we're we're secure no no female presenting so far this podcast is so far safe for work, so we can say the word Tumblr. Yes. Um, uh, the music in Monster Hunter World, for me, um, <clears throat> I think the music during regular gameplay uh, seemed very very par for the course for Monster Hunter, which is to say very good, very in line with the what, what the seri- series has presented in the, in the past. Mm-hmm. But I found that... Um, Overall, it has a very different uh, sort of feeling that it imparts because the past two Monster Hunter games that I've played, I've, Monster Hunter World is my third, um, <clears throat> both had a very distinctively... Uh, there was a very distinctive sense of culture, the culture of the Monster Hunter people, you know mm-hmm. that what uh, and and by people I mean there are different peoples represented in different games mm-hmm. generally, but each one kind of ha- has this unique cultural identity that uh, is also really comes through in the music and there's always something very homey about the hub cities I, I find especially in Monster Hunter Three mm-hmm. uh, the Moga Village theme still just. Makes me want to curl up and take a nap. <laughs> and, Those are the it, best yeah. themes, <laughs> <Big> mood, honestly. <laughs> but um, the I, and I think it's apt. Uh, the Monster Hunter World hub area is this uh, sort of frontier encampments. It's uh, definitely some interesting colonial undertones in that whole game's story but uh yeah it's got it's this frontier encampment so you sort of feel like you're on your toes getting ready for the next mission instead of 
chilling at home waiting for a monster to show up, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. So that's kind of what I got from the music in Monster Hunter World. That's very fair. and But it, it still sounds... Um, how can I put it? You say, like, curling up and taking a nap for some songs, but I, I often think of, like, just having a good soup. <laughs> it makes me sound, oh, like, super yeah. old. But, like, having a good <laughs> soup to some kind of music in a video game is always nice. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, um, the Monster Hunter World hub world music hub area music is uh has a lot of like sort of staccato and marcato uh string uh melodies and there's sort of a an adventurous Hmm. feel to it It's, it's got it's got some some energy like makes you feel like you're 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 always preparing whereas uh past ones you know i think um the one in Monster Hunter Four definitely felt very like the like the, the main hub area. <clears throat> to me, that felt like this this big bazaar uh, and a place where there was a lot of bustle, but it still felt you know sort of like a place where people lived rather than a place where uh, you know people were <laughs> just there to hunt. Which right, you know, yeah. It, again, the story in Monster Hunter World is that everyone is there to hunt and research. Yes. But uh, and of course, again, Moga Village is just <laughs> this little sleepy waterfront town. It's adorable on a, on, on a stilted dock, and uh, yeah, <laughs> very all, nice. All very apt, but also very different. So, I overall, mean, yeah. Monster Hunter World's music is just more of the same quality. <laughs> Sounds good too. Me, yeah. Corey, do you do you have a game yet? Have you picked out a game? Oh yet? yeah, actually, I already came in with one. That was the easy. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, the hard part's deciding between them. <laughs> yes, uh, I guess if I had to pick a, a sort of knockout one that stuck with me the entire year, and as far as I can tell, like I think this is not a very controversial one. It's 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 Celeste. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um. There are a few games this year that I really had to sit down and do extended play sessions to clear in one day. Mm-hmm. They captured me that much. Celeste is one of them. Um, honorable mentions also go to Into the Breach, which I haven't beaten, but is still very good. And Return of the Ober Din, which came out, I think, what, last mm. month before that? Yeah. These are all really good ones. They're all really good ones. But I think out of the three of those games, the only one that made me play on my Switch until my thumbs hurt from the Joy-Cons, quite Mm -hmm. literally because of the plastic buttons, was Celeste. And I've never gotten such a good combination of like really satisfying platforming action, uh, really, really good, heartwarming, make-you-cry story, and like a stellar soundtrack that I've literally spent the entire year listening to in some form. Mm-hmm. So I, it's just been probably the most, uh, I don't know. This is like a lot of things. It's just so much. It's just so much. <laughs> it's a lot of high yoga. Yeah. Celeste is a game that I was very excited to see it come out, do really well. Uh, Lena Rain is a personal friend of mine and I'm so happy for her. I did not end up 
actually getting a copy of the game until pretty late. Mm-hmm. And just due to relocating and so many other games coming out toward the end of the year and just a confluence of things, I am not very far in Celeste. And it's probably my biggest gaming regret Dang, of 2018. Marcy, you gotta get yourself climbing the mountain. Seriously. I just I just cleared the hotel level. Oh, you have so much. You have uh, so long to go. I did. Um, <laughs> I will say that for uh, all of the stuff I'm spouting off about it, I think I've beaten the entire game on the A sides. I have not beaten all of the B sides. I think I'm still stuck mm. on the core ones, and I have not even unlocked the C sides. So I still have a lot of like content to get to in that game. That, oh, that makes me. That makes me smile. The fact that there's so much in indie games, especially. Is Celeste an indie game? Yeah, no, absolutely. I thought I thought yep. so. Um the, the the fact that there's so much in indie games, especially as of late, um, just makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Twenty eighteen was a huge year for indie games, mm-hmm. at least from my perspective. Like most of the games that I really paid attention to this year were all from indie studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of them are ones that got some, you know, pretty high profile uh, coverage and other ones like uh, Luca born of a dream, which is again, I've mentioned this. Yeah. It's a come from behind kind of one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I don't even think it's quite come very far in, in its reception. You know, the, <laughs> the guy who made it doesn't even have 2000 followers on mm-hmm. Twitter. Wow. And, uh, but it's, it's one that, um, I, I've loved what I've played of it so far. And, uh, it, it's, uh, it's something that I think, I think it's going to have to end up being a slow burn. And I, I really hope that some publication is going to just find it and realize, oh, why is nobody talking about this yet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen a little bit of that. Like, I think, uh, sh- not in recent memory, but I know that I've seen like Aaron Signal do an analysis video on it, for instance. So I've, oh, I've seen good, it like yeah. there. It's around, right? It's kind of in the atmosphere. Yeah. It, it certainly is. Mm-hmm. Very good choices once again. Um, for my pick, I'm actually going to pick something that came out at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And go with uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. <laughs> Very good. Um, and I guess the biggest reason why I say that this game was one of the best that I've played this year is because it made it made a big like show of itself when it first came out, <laughs> and it continues to be a big show of itself even now. Um, it, I think it will be one of those games that kind of stands the test of time um from now until whenever they release another dragon ball fighter um i think it's one of those kind of like street fighter 4 mm-hmm. um right. street fighter 4 was out i think the first release was in like 2012 2013 and it went up all the way until i think maybe a year or two ago I don't remember when Street Fighter V came out, but it kept it kept up with itself, and it and people were always going back for more and more and more. And I think Dragon Ball Fighter Z is that kind of that good stuff that we're looking for in fighters. Also, yeah, I like anime fighters better than most other fighters. I don't know why. <laughs> I just like yeah. anime oh, fighters better. I definitely have to give an honorable mention. Speaking of that, 
to Lethal League Blades. Yeah. Ooh. Still got to play yes. some of that. Still got it. We can yeah. play after the podcast. Can we? It's, a, it's a banger. Oh, I'd, yeah. I w- I, I'd love to if I can find a laptop to play it on. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all, I have is, all I have with me personally is my MacBook. And well, we can play when uh, you get back. Whatever. I love, yeah, I love some Lethal League plays. That's Definitely should set that up. Not, Lethal not a plays. fighter game, but like it's a fighter game. It's totally. <laughs> it's, like it a sort it's, of fighter. it's a very unique fighter game. It's As somebody who has never quite been able to get into like other fighting games, uh, especially ones, ones with health bars. Um, I think the reason that I like lethal league blaze so much is because there's something about it that really feels like smash. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, the, yeah, the fact it's... that you have to like turn to attack uh, blows yeah. my mind still to this day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great game. It is absolutely great. Um, actually, shout out to um, uh, the the team that does Lethal League plays because they uh, they did Lethal League how long ago? The first one, oh, man. Hang on. and then was like, and then was like, we're gonna release this again, and it's gonna be way better. And I'm like, yeah, you you <laughs> you jolly well are, and it damn well yeah. is. <laughs> I never played the original. I only got into Blaze like a, uh, a couple a week or two after it oh, came they're, out. They're fantastic, and, uh, fantastic games. It's um, it was really interesting to me. I, I I played a few rounds of the game mode that approximates the rules for the original, mm-hmm. and now the weirdest thing in in retrospect, looking back on it, it is that like. To me, it makes so much sense to have, uh, you know, lives. Yeah. Oh, sto- <laughs> but, stocks. <laughs> yeah, stock. yeah, the original, the original game, I guess, was just one hit, you're dead. That's it. Yeah. And uh, and also, everybody has a double jump, which used to be a thing that like only one character had. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and suddenly, everybody can actually reach the ball one of when the, it gets up high. I can't remember which character it is, but one of the characters in Blaze is definitely just Captain Falcon. Oh yeah, I can't remember and, who he is, but he's like uh, a, a superhero cop or something like that. Jet with the rollerblades is just Princess Peach. <laughs> oh yeah, it plays just like Peach. Yep. But yeah, she's got the she's got the jump hover, and when she when she wins, she goes, "Oh, did I win?" <laughs> right. <laughs> Shout out to Jet Set Radio. Thank you, Naganuma. Yeah. The music, uh, I believe, one of the songs is done by him. I think, yeah, I it think is, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's it sounds so much like what you need from Sonic Rush. Yeah, can I also just put uh. it sounds so much just like what you need in general. Like that's good. Yeah, that's yeah, it's also just, true. It's good for the soul. It's 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 what I needed for certain. <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, so. 2019 is going to be a heavy, heavy year for video games. Um, we uh, Just off the bat, we've got in January, let's see here. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, Tales of Vesperia, the Definitive Edition, Onimusha, Warlords. The final season of the Walking... Or rather, The Walking Dead Final Season Episode 3. Mm. Uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake, which I'm super excited about. Um, <laughs> Travis Strikes Again, um, oh, which yeah. is the No More Heroes uh, for Switch. 
and Kingdom Hearts 3 on January 29th. That will close out the year for like AAA games. Um, there's, uh, this is going to be so much. Uh, Crackdown 3 <laughs> in February, Jump Force, Fight. Oh boy. For Far Cry New Dawn. Uh, what else? What else? Do, 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 do. Anthem in February. Um, oh boy. Met- that's, that's soon, huh? Metro Exodus Left Alive, which we still don't know much about. <laughs> Um, yep. Devil May Cry in March, The Division Two in March. It's gonna be heavy, guys. April is looking like a week, a week month right now. Um, it, so far, all we've got really listed for triple A's are Mortal Kombat 11 and Days Gone. Uh, for May, Rage Two and Team Sonic Racing, which will be really cool. Um, August has Shenmue. Um, but there's so there's there's so many just non-confirmed dates, but confirmed for 2019 mm-hmm. games that are coming out. Um, Bayonetta three supposed to be oh, yeah. coming out, I believe, in Wait, uh, J- January or February. That one sneaked past me. I didn't realize that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I didn't d- didn't know it had a. Uh... A, a launch window at all? Um, well, yeah. the the I believe it's gonna happen in February, yeah. but I can't remember. Um, okay. Uh, we don't. We haven't seen anything about so it. much. So much things. There's there's little leaks. We'll talk about it in a moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so much, so much, so much happening. Um, so what are we? What are we really looking forward to? What's gonna be like that game we get on release? Or That's those games we get on release. A That's a hard one. <laughs> a lot of those ones. Well, how about I go first? A lot. Resident Evil yeah, Two: The Remake. Okay, <laughs> wow. yeah. What a what a surprise! <laughs> oh my god, I need this game so much. Okay. I've I've never liked Leon as a character, and now I love him. Uh, but mostly, I I just want to see Claire again. She's my favorite. She's like, always been my favorite. Can a resident expert of Resident Evil like track out the differences between the original and the remake? I'll do it. Graph it up for me, man. I'm, I'm, I'll I'm do it like twenty times. Yeah. I'll write a dissertation about it. I'll go back to school for anything, and then when they're like, write about, and I'll go, ah, ah, no, I'm writing about Resident Evil Two. <laughs> Weekly cooldown bonus episode audio oh, essay. Oh my god, I'll do that. I'll do it. Watch me. You have to pay for it though, behind the paywall. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah. Nice. Hey, Patreon yeah, yeah, bonus. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Patreon bonus. All right. Um, Resident Evil Two. I'm definitely going to grab. I know as soon as it as it comes out. Uh, after that. I'm good for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, I might grab uh, Devil May Cry 5 um, and Team Sonic Racing when they first drop. But other than that, I'm pretty good for a while. I just really want to see high res Claire. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy about this game. And it's like one of the first games to drop too. So I'm, I'm pumped. Oh yeah, there's a, is there is there like a day or is it just a month window? Uh, Resident Evil Two: The Remake comes out January twenty fifth. Yeah, that's pretty close. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. and I, so I've been doing this thing on my Twitch too, where I uh, play all the Resident Evil games leading up to seven in anticipation of this. And right now I'm on four, <laughs> so I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to make it in time. I apologize to everyone who's been, uh, yeah. supporting me throughout that, but. We're probably not going to make it all the way there, but I will I'll always play Resident Evil games on Twitch. Like all you have to do is say, "Hey, I'd really be up for watching some Resident Evil." Like, gotcha, I'm, I'm on it. 
hold on. Let me get to my computer. Uh, I'm so ready. And I will be, by the way, streaming Resident Evil 2, the remake, if you would like to watch it, on Twitch on January 25th at night with the lights off. Pumped. Well, Hell yeah. with maybe one light on because I'm black and you can't see me. But anyway. <laughs> totally fair. <laughs> um, so what, what are we, what are we getting? What are we getting? Tell me, I'll um, buy it for you. Okay. I got some, I got a couple of rough picks. I mean, I'm trash. I got to get kingdom hearts three mm, trash, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, when you spend so long, like high school to now invested in the franchise, when you walk away, you, you don't hear me, me say, saying. please don't buy me kingdom hearts three. I'm not saying that I'm saying, buy me it. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> please, please hand me the disc. I will open palm slam that into my PS4. <laughs> open palm my- slam. <laughs> I've got I got so much Kingdom Hearts to catch up on. I still haven't finished the first oh. one, and I think I'm just gonna go long, at, at this point watch like watch a let's play or watch. Uh, I need like all a cutscenes or read the manga. I need I like know. a 12 minute recap, and maybe just yeah. one minute of that is recap, and the other 11 is just I don't know ads. Isn't there like a- <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Clemps doing his Kingdom Hearts uh, recap oh, series. Good oh, on yeah, him. that's the new one. Oof. Good on. I mean, I, I I watched I watched his video for the first one, and it was just so dense, it, so densely packed with information that I watched the whole thing, and I was like, I don't know what happens in Kingdom <laughs> yeah. Hearts. You still don't get it, yeah. No, <laughs> I still don't know what happens, even though you just told me everything that I would happens. love to go uh, back and play all the games, but at this point, I'm like, well, it's too late to try and catch up, so I might as well just not do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I, I, I really want to play Kingdom Hearts 3, but I think that's going to be long in the future mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, that's like a whole, like, if you weren't there, then there's a lot of investment to get there. Like, I think... Yeah, and I want to get there. I really want to Yeah, get I think there, that collection it, has, like, a way to get there I'm quicker, gonna, though. Yeah, I'm going to take my time. I, I have the, uh, I have 1.5 plus 2.5 remix on my PS4, and that's, I mean, that's a year's worth of game playing right there. It's pretty good gameplay, though. Like, sit down, take an hour, yeah. or a few, or 40. Yeah. Or, yeah, Never get up from your chair. Just play Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> this is your life now. You've been, uh, you've been I'm not above it. I just think I need to resign myself to never personally finishing the first <sighs> game. That's Jeez. also fair. Like if you if yeah, you just anyway. watch like a summary of one and then jump straight into two, I don't think anyone would judge. Fair enough. Yeah. But I mean, um, then you have all those other ones in between. Well, I, yeah, I gotta. I mean, I mean, I'm definitely. I I, I gotta watch uh, Chain of Memories. <laughs> and then this dream, the cutscene version they have on the disc. Um, but uh, in terms of not Kingdom Hearts three ones, yeah. What else? Are you looking um, forward to? So there's a few oddballs. Spelunky two. Oh yeah, I've I heard Ooh. about that one. I think I saw the gameplay trailer, and it's another one of those games that I've only ever beaten once. Mm-hmm. I think I may have just beaten it on Olmec. I don't think I did a hell run, but uh, I just want to see like the new types of madness that Splunky Two can do. Mm-hmm. Like just the combinations. I want to do more than just like getting hit by a totem and then thrown onto a monkey, which then throws me into spikes. Right. See, I, I only played. I only played so much of Splunky, but what I played of it was just real, just cute stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. 
It's uh, it's the kind of stuff where I think someone could probably hammer in all the routines, right? And still, probably <laughs> something new. Yes. So, and then in terms of the more like the more not Kingdom Hearts three, but more like not indie stuff, I guess. Um, I'm torn between like taking that side trip into like Psychonauts two, mm-hmm. which is going to be a thing. Yes. Um, still haven't beaten the meat circus, but like I just mm. watched a video. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry to everyone at Double Fine. <laughs> I'm probably never going to make that trip. Um, there is. Now have you? Uh, have you? Have you played the VR? Nah, game? I never did the uh, Rhombus <laughs> of Ruin. Rhombus of Ruin. Ruin. I don't think I picked it up. I think I could on PS4, but just you know, never did. And then there's a uh, Sekido, right? I think. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shadows die twice. That's that. That's one that's mm-hmm. also on my list as somebody who's never beaten a From Software game, but has bought most of them anyway. Right. <laughs> Very true. I uh, I'm actually looking at a list that's not on Gamespot. Gamespot, I love you, but you're missing a few things here that I didn't <laughs> realize. Um, so we don't know exactly when they're coming out, but but um, there is uh, remedy is. Um, producing a game called Control, which just seems to be kind of their their own yeah. little intellectual property there. But it looks and feels so much so far from what I've seen, like a game called uh, Second Sight, which is like about psychic powers and, and you know, traveling between uh, uh, different universes and stuff like that. It's very surreal, but also very kind of... I don't know, just kind of spooky and also kind of real. And, and I, it has a little bit of everything in it. And so I'm kind of hoping that this is like a spiritual successor to that. And I'll, I'll get that maybe the first day it comes out. Um, and also, and this is not an ad for this game, but if you like anime and Dark Souls, uh, there's Code Vein. Code Vein um, is supposed yeah. to be coming out in 2019. And it looks like anime Dark Souls. Uh, the picture I'm looking at right now is this, uh, like robed, uh, female character with a, a whip, but the whip is also like a chainsaw. And then at the end of the chainsaw is a big old, like, lance looking blade. So, uh, you know, anime. Um, yeah, I think I just pulled up that same picture. That's real, <laughs> real anime in your backyard. Um, <laughs> so it's, it, it's looking like a really just, uh, explosive year for video games, Animal Crossing. Sorry. I had to, oh my God. Animal I Crossing. To, I had oh, to yeah. slip that in there without a, <laughs> animal. Oh, would kill me. I, 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 I don't know what I'm going to do about Animal Crossing. Sam and I have had conversations this year about, Animal Crossing oh. stresses us out. <laughs> oh no! I totally understand. Like, I I loved the hell out of Wild World, and Wild World was the last Animal Crossing game I liked. <laughs> I tried to get into the Hey Hey plays the um the one on Pocket yeah Camp. Pocket Camp, and I tried to really get into Pocket Camp and play it a whole lot because I was like, someday I'll get a Switch, and I should really know what Animal Crossing is about. Um, would you believe it if I said uh, that Pocket Camp was my first Animal Crossing game? Because it's true. 
Um, That's an interesting first. And, and it's very, very, very not what Animal no, Crossing is. And I was like, <laughs> this probably isn't Animal Crossing at all, but I'm going to keep yeah. playing it. And I played until like level 20 or something. And I was like, okay, I think this is enough. Yep. Hey is still now, playing. <laughs> I, I will say, I don't know a lot about Pocket Camp. And the fact that you've just told me that Pocket Camp has a leveling up system terrifies me a little bit. Oh, yeah, actually. no, it does. Like, um, if I had to Farmville of Animal Crossing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. A little bit. I see. It's, I see. It's cute and it's fun, but I don't yeah. like most mobile games, and so I tend to stick with it for like uh, a couple hours, maybe. But right. this one, I was on for like a month, so you know we're, we're getting we're getting some. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I definitely say, regardless of your experience with po- Pocket Camp, definitely give some other mainline animal crossing game a try sometime i will when this one comes out because i have a switch now did you know yes i do i did ho 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 it's a great series (laughs) um but i think i think that the way the, the things that i liked about wild world so much are things that were sort of different in wild world than in the rest of the series especially with new leaf because for me Wild World was a game where I would just hop on, have some fun, play a little bit, relax, Mm -hmm. turn it off. New Leaf, for me, is a game where there were so many things that required so much money individually, so many different... You know, you're the mayor in this game, so you have to do all of these projects... You have to you have to do all these public works projects to improve your your town mm-hmm. to get more than one bridge across the river that divides your town in half. You have to, you know, <clears throat> build all these all these buildings, and uh, and you have to at the same time work on your own house. You know, <laughs> pay off your mortgage, get a, get a bigger house, and there was so much content in that game that. It just it, it was it was not a relaxing. Yeah, you're not you're not getting taxes from your citizens either. You just got to pay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. You have to make that money by yourself. Usually, by taking um, like two more trips to the island and catching bugs. That does not yeah. a good farming or whatever game make. I've yeah. played Harvest Moon. I know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going into Animal Crossing for Switch with extreme trepidation, hope that I might find something that I want, but like, you know, I saw, I saw all these people before the announcement clamoring for a new animal crossing. And I looked at my my old neglected copy of new leaf thinking, didn't that just come out? I feel like I barely (laughs) did anything in that game. I barely got anything done over like a hundred hours of playtime. And then I realized it came out in like 2013. I got to see when it came out because I'm gonna have a connection if it, it. Oh, Marcy, it was in 2013. No, it was 2013. Sorry, it was 2012 in Japan. Yeah, I almost said 2012 in Japan. Oh, geez. Summer of 2013. Summer of 2013 was when it came out in North America, Oof. and I, 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 I just, I feel like there's just like two thirds of more content I haven't experienced yet that is waiting for me whenever I decide to pick that game up again, if I ever do. Ooh. So, oof, Animal, Animal Crossing for Switch. 
I'm so glad they're making a new one. I have no idea if I'm going to even. Well, it shall be yeah. very interesting. Speaking of fun Nintendo things, uh, we know for certain, and if it doesn't happen, I'll be pissed that the next big Pokemon game will be coming out in 2019 yes, as well. Yes. Oh. For, for Switch. For Switch. So, like, straight I got up so, for that one. Right? Yes, this will be the real mainline one. And I'm excited about that. I want, I want the Breath of the Wild of Pokemon. That's, that's <laughs> what I kind of hope that they're going for. Um, I understand what they were trying to do with uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. And I get yeah. it, but I can only go back to Kanto so many times. I'm kind of over mm-hmm. at Kanto. <laughs> and if you're not going to at least <laughs> let me go across the pond to Johto, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. So <laughs> I am very interested to see uh, where they take us to in the next Pokemon game. Um, I love Pokemon games. My biggest hope, <laughs> my biggest hope for, uh, for the, the Switch Pokemon game is that they finally make the world of Pokemon feel united, like one world rather than disparate yeah, they places always... where nobody really travels and nobody really, you know. With I, the... I, I feel like Sun and Moon did a little yeah. bit of that with being like, oh, hey, uh, Red and Blue are in Kanta, or sorry, <laughs> not Kanta, are in Alola now. Uh, and they're they're older and yeah. they're Pokemon masters. And they made and they and did the cool. thing with the Gen One Pokemon that are a little different or whatever. And yeah. you know that's a good feeling and all, but also like, can I go there? Like, here, okay, right. I take back what I said about Kanto. I will go back to Kanto if I start in Alola first. Like, can I yeah. do that? Or if I start in Hone first, can I do that? Can I go, can go from Hone actually, just like straight up? Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, I but mean, I would just—I li- I agree. I would like to go back to those places and <laughs> like fight the other gym leaders again. And you know, like even if I'm level one hundred perpetually throughout the entire yeah. game, give me the option. That's how I feel. My weird, it. my weird request for them is that I get to go back to Sinnoh. <laughs> So that was a good region, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Johto's my favorite, though. That's one that I don't. I don't feel like Sino was very well uh, remembered, but uh, it, I, I want to. I want. Sinnoh. Yeah, I'll be real I with you. That's, that's definitely like Pearl and Diamond. That was absolutely 100 percent the generation where I just dropped half hard. Oh no! For, so for me, for me, it was. Uh, I mean, I didn't even play Black and White until way later, but. In terms of actually giving it a fair shake, uh, X and Y was where I dropped off hard. Yep. I have and I tried yet. to tried to play Sun and Moon, couldn't couldn't do it. Actually, so I'm I'm really hoping that there's just something new. I know? did kind of drop off for X and Y, but that was mostly because I didn't have a 3ds at the time. So I was like, well, who cares? That's I don't. That's <laughs> <laughs> so. There are a couple that I want to run through real quick. Uh, I made a, a little list of things that I, I am excited to play. Yes. And so the ones with, with actual release dates. Um, so I, I'm weirdly interested in Jump Force, despite mm. only having ever seen one series, I think, that's involved in Jump Force, which is My Hero Academia. Not Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, Not Yu-Gi-Oh! Really? Wait, is, 
Is Yukio in Jump Force? I didn't know. I saw, I didn't I know. saw his strange hand oh up close God. to my face. He's in it. <gasps> okay. Uh, list of that. It okay. Now I'm way right. more excited. This is the Dark Star, Yu-Gi-Oh, hmm? Yu Yu Hakusho, Saint Seiya, Ruini Kenshin. Ugh, on that one. Um, one Piece, Naruto, My Hero Academia, Bleach, City Hunter. Yeah, like Dragon everything. Ball, oh, City yeah, Hunter so is even in it? Jesus Christ. So, so for me, just my Hero Academia and Yu-Gi-Oh! I guess I, I, watched <laughs> I was a, I was a bit of a latecomer to watching. I watched too a lot of much anime. anime. I know like half of that cast already. <laughs> yeah, <Big laughs> yeah. Mood same also. <laughs> um, so after that, I don't. I am. I have so many weird feelings about Anthem. I, I, I was. I was a huge Mass Effect fan for the original yeah. trilogy. I, I. I even adored Mass Effect Three, which I know is a divisive game. I tried to play Andromeda. I fell off of it because other games came out, and I didn't have a lot of room on my hard drive on my mm-hmm. PS4. Um, but really, ever since Bioware started using the Frostbite engine, I just kind of. Ha- I haven't quite kept up with what they're doing so i i saw anthem i don't know if anthem's going to be my kind of game but there's a part of me that just wants more more mass effect yeah <laughs> but maybe i should just go well, and finish andromeda Who i kind of feel that anthem is like i don't know i hate to say it and i don't mean to badmouth bioware but i feel like it's kind of like their last real hurrah um aside from dragon age which was teased Certainly. I feel yeah, like, apparently they're doing more. I feel of that. like it's nice to know that they at least have more projects. Yeah, I voice. feel but I feel like with their sci-fi world, they're just like, we're gonna right. give this a try, and then if it doesn't work, we're gonna go away. <laughs> Anthem doesn't look like anything I've ever expected to see from Bioware, and that has me unsure because I look to them primarily for engrossing entirely single player experiences Mm -hmm. and i know they've dabbled in multiplayer before with the mass effect series multiple times but you know i barely touched the multiplayer in mass Mm -hmm. effect 3 so we'll see we shall Um, see okay so there's of course final fantasy 7 and crystal chronicles neither of which i've ever gotten a chance to play both coming out on switch next week straight ports oh that's Um, right yeah 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 ports ports I do own seven on Steam, but it. I just have a. I have a hard time these days playing JRPGs on my yeah, PC. So like I'm really excited. Right, so mm-hmm. yeah, I'm. I'm really excited. Like, <clears throat> for instance, uh, Xenoblade One and Two. Xenoblade One, I tried on Wii, couldn't get into it. Played it on 3DS and lost myself in that game for a hundred hours mm-hmm. or more. Xeno, Xenoblade Two. Hey, it's on Switch. I'm 300 hours in. Still playing it. <laughs> to be fair, they they did put out the expansion this year, and it's well, very so good. Last new store. Technically, what was this one? oh well, the the, the expansion was uh, was Torn of the Golden yeah. Country. Oh, like this one? Yeah. Uh, what was do you it mean? this this expansion? Or I'm I'm getting my timeline mixed. Okay, so Xenoblade oh, Two <laughs> ha- is is a is a game. Is a game. It. It's a game. Uh, they they put out a bunch of DLC content for Xenoblade Two, which locked into the main story or the main you know a quest to the main adventure, uh, including a challenge mode, which was like this 
you go into a portal and you're in the land of mm-hmm. challenge. Uh, a sort of goofy, basically non-canon thing uh, where you meet Shulk and he's there. Oh, wow. And, um, really cool. and you get to have him as as a blade in your party, but he doesn't show up in any of the cutscenes because that would... That would be uh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what they released this September was Torna the Golden okay. Country, which was billed as a as a story expansion a new, a new story in the world of Xenoblade 2 um, and is technically DLC however they also released it as a standalone product which you can get on a cartridge so basically it's a little uh, spin-off prequel game Xenoblade 2 full game uh, in its own right but very very small very intimate uh, in its in its scale and its uh, characters, gotcha. And uh, yeah, so that's that's basically what that is. But back to back to Final Fantasy. Um, I'm really excited to play those on Switch because that just feels like the perfect place for me. The way I like to enjoy JRPGs. When are you coming back on to 14? I have to 14? ask you this um, now. On it. Oof. <laughs> I was actually, it, it was just on my mind. I was thinking like yesterday, I want to get back. I want to start paying my Final Fantasy 14 subscription okay, in January. Great. So that's, that's, that's what's on my you, mind there. We have room so. in my free company. Oh man, yes. you're, you're, you're really asking the hard questions. Um, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, quickly, quickly going through the other ones. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. I like mm-hmm. Fire Emblem. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion 3. I like Luigi's Mansion 1. Dark Moon was alright. 3 seems like more of Dark mm-hmm. Moon, but I'm probably going to play it. Uh, Yoshi's Crafted World. Looks like fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yoshi's first excursion on Unreal 4. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's such a wild thing to do on Unreal. And then, very, very important one, Damon X Machina. Oh, that's right. Oh, the, the big, the big mecha game for Switch. That I think is the one game that has a guaranteed, or at least a confirmed two, 2019 yes. release date that I am definitely picking up um, on day one. You oh, know what, was... though, on the the biggest one that we should say if we're getting it when it comes out or not. Drum roll, please. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> Death Stranding. Oh man! Oh yeah, that's that right. should be coming out in 2019. And if it doesn't, I'm flying to wherever Hideo Kojima is, and I'll be like, "Give me the coding; I'll finish it." <laughs> it's um, based on the well, I have to say, I did make a very, very tiny short list of games that don't have confirmed uh, release years, uh, and Death Stranding is one I forgot. Yeah, I we have to. Yeah. We know we have to keep. All eyes on that man at all times. He is a yes. world-renowned treasure, and also he likes to hide things in these cute uh, Twitter posts. Like we're not watching. I know what's going on. <laughs> that Starbucks cup that he tweeted—that's uh, going to be in the game, and I—I'm going to find course. it. Starbucks yeah. product placement. <laughs> Twitter.com. Um, so another game. Another game that got announced some, somewhat recently, uh, it actually had a, uh, a teaser video, um, but no confirmed release date or release year even, is AI the Summoning That I don't Fox. know much Have about. Have either of you no. heard of this? Oh. Okay. 
this is a game that is very interesting because so um Kotaro Uchikoshi is the uh creator and writer of the Zero Escape mm-hmm. series which fantastic story fantastic writing and uh he very recently left Spike Chunsoft um <clears throat> who was developing the Zero Escape series or had developed the Zero Escape series uh, and he left that company along with the creator, whose name I can't recall at this moment, but the creator of Danganronpa, which is also oh, developed and published by yep. Spike Chunsoft. Now, these two people have never actually worked together. Oh, uh, however, they were both you know, le- leading in their own individual teams on the Danganronpa and Zero Escape series. Now, they have formed a company called Tokyo Games, and they are making a new game that is scheduled to come out in 2020. Mm-hmm. This is not AI the Somnium Files. This mm-hmm. is a different game from their company. AI the Somnium Files is an upcoming Nintendo Switch game written and directed by Kotaro Uchikoshi, developed again by Spike Chunsoft. Mm-hmm. So very interesting circumstances. I guess he's just working as a freelancer at this point on this one last game for them. But... I'm very excited to see what he does because I'm always enamored with his writing. And the character designs for AI The Somnium Files are being done by Yusuke Kozaki, who you may know from his work on the No More Heroes series as the character designer, uh, Pokemon Go (laughs) as the character designer, and most notably, uh, Fire Emblem Awakening and Fates. Wow. Uh, I've some stuff in here too. Um, I'm kind of mind blown reading because I just looked up the wiki article for some reference, and it says there's apparently like a YouTuber that's going to show up in as part of the cast too. In yeah. AI, the Somnium Files. Apparently, ooh, that could be fun. I got to dig my teeth. In <laughs> I mean, it could be, but <laughs> a research moment right there. I think. Is- I think yeah. some people know how I feel about certain YouTubers, <laughs> but anyway. Um, so very quickly, uh, quickly, very quickly, earlier I mentioned Bayonetta 3, and that is because recently uh, there has been some uh, pre-order things popping up in random places for Bayonetta 3. Um, it ha- it It's kind of being teased mostly on uh, Amazon.com. I think it happened today. Um, We're recording on the 26th. Uh, At the moment, you can get the game for a 17% discount and then a bonus 5% coupon that's added at checkout on Amazon. Uh, So you're basically getting Bayonetta 3 for $47.50. Um, instead of the Ooh. full $60 price. Um, so, I I mean, there's literally nothing. Sorry, I'm a liar. I just went to the Amazon website, and apparently this game is released uh, December 31st, 2019. Um, so oh. literally at the end of next year, <laughs> you so can cool. buy a band. But... <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, that's according to Amazon, maybe. The, I mean, that uh, Wikipedia doesn't have anything on it, so that might just be a place right. for the, like, 
Hmm, probably yes. 2019. So yeah, we're not things. we're not entirely sure when it comes out, but it comes out in 2019. Um, maybe, hopefully. Mm. Uh, so that being said, uh, get on Amazon, I guess, if you want, and go get it, pre-order it for forty-seven fifty. I mean, it's <laughs> definitely going to be worth forty-seven fifty. <laughs> so that's my yeah. opinion. Um, okay, very quickly, what games were we not? super into uh this uh this year i'm gonna go ahead and say pokemon let's go i like it but yeah i also (laughs) bought the pikachu one thinking like oh i can i'll trade version exclusive with some friends and then all my friends was like well i play pokemon go so i don't need them and i'm like great now i'm stuck with pikachu and i wanted eevee oh boy that's fair Pikachu's cute, though, so it's okay. But I'm going to say not my favorite. I don't want to go back to Kanto no more. No more Kanto. Take (laughs) me somewhere else. Can't go to Kanto. Yeah, Yeah, no more. Trying to think of a game this year that I didn't jive with, and that's a real hard question. (laughs) You can do it. uh, It's it's just like a lot of the games, since this year has been also a year of better recommendations slash curations i bought sure. less whoppers i think because mm-hmm. i'm uh less willing <clears throat> to buy things sight on scene sure sure um dang i'm really i'm really reaching here all right so here's my answer Take with it away, mercy. it's a game that i have found great enjoyment mm-hmm. in yet I think it's a little bit terrible and has a very long way to go. Mm. It's a game that, judging by the publisher's past record with games of similar uh, ilk, I guess, I have cautious optimism for it. This is Fallout 76. Uh, okay. I have found I, I have not played much of it on my own because playing a little bit on a little bit of on, on my own was just not very compelling but every time that I have gotten onto Fallout 76 with a friend on a voice call I have had just a great time running around and doing whatever mm-hmm. the hell like it's got that it's got that sandbox appeal and honestly I love it but at the same time, it's very broken and buggy in places. I heard that they have recently, I haven't played it in a little bit, but I've heard that they have uh, <clears throat> paired back on the speed of the game's progression system and put in either put in hooks or just straight up announced. I, I, I think it was I think it was hooks that were put in for a uh, microtransaction mm. system. Yep. That that came with the same update as the game getting harder to progress in than it previously right. had been. <laughs> so it's that stuff that makes me worried. However, I look at a game like, and this is not this is more just uh, secondhand information. Um, the Elder Scrolls Online which is a game that when it came out by the 
uh, admission of some of the people creatively in charge of that project, it was not a game that lived up to the Elder Scrolls name. It was not a game that felt like an Mm -hmm. Elder Scrolls game. And they worked over many years, not many, but over like two or three years post-launch to try to bring it closer into a vision of what an Elder Scrolls game Mm -hmm. actually is. And to hear people say it it has been a fairly decent success Mm -hmm. in that regard. So... You know, I'm kind of treating my purchase of Fallout 76 like a Steam early access game. <laughs> it's like, I bought it because I had a little bit of money to throw around and I wanted to see what kind of antics I could get up to in a multiplayer Fallout game. I didn't buy it expecting it to be good right off the bat, but at the same time, you know, there's something to be said for them releasing a full retail game you know, kind of that has apparently left left beta. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I have to wonder if they can. I don't know. Like, what what would be the logistics of releasing a console game in indefinite beta? Um. You got to ship a disc, I guess. The funny thing is, the Fallout seventy six disc had. 50 megabytes of I data guess on. I mean I guess it's not a disk necessarily but there's a there's a there's right. a game that's in beta forever it's called Fortnite and it's not good oh, um man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> for the jugular on that one I don't Ooh. listen I love battle royale games I'm not a fan of Fortnite and you could put that on yeah. my grave totally fair actually you know now that you've brought that up I think my vote's just like behind you on that one. And yeah, I say yeah. this as someone who played the original, like back when it was still just Fortnite and it didn't have the battle royale aspect. I did play the original save the world mode of it and bounced off. And then the battle royale bit came out and I was like, well, you know, I've, I am someone who has played the public G. Mm-hmm. I am somewhat familiar with Public. the concept of battle royales as they are implemented now. So battle I gave it a shot. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, I, I bounced right off again. I just can't. I, I can't guess I should put it in these terms. Um, I liked Fortnite when it was starting to become a battle royale and it was, you know, known in its own right for being a fun battle royale. Yeah. I don't like it now because Partly because of the fact that it still says that it's in beta, and it's clearly not. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate when games do that. I hate when gaming companies do that. Yeah, uh, Star Citizen, I'm looking at you. Oh, um, Star Citizen. <laughs> I, I don't like it. It doesn't make me feel good as a consumer of your game, even if it's a free game. Like, yeah. come on. Bite, bite the bullet. It's an, it's an arbitrary moniker that only, at some point only serves to absolve you of right. criticisms. And on, uh, the, lastly, there's um, I, I, we talk a lot on this podcast about the gaming community. I don't think the Fortnite community is that good. Mm. Um, I, I've yeah. n- the, the, the culture that they've created both for gamers who are casual gamers who are hardcore and people who don't even game like, 
kids' parents, for example. <laughs> I'm I just don't like anything that ever comes out of anyone who plays Fortnite like religiously. Um, it it's it it doesn't make me feel good, um, like at all. And that's all I have to say about it. I guess you can add <laughs> me on that one. I guess <laughs> don't come for me unless I call for you. Side note: the uh, Black Ops Four Battle Royale mode is, that is a solid battle royale. I've I've enjoyed it. It's kind of <laughs> weird. Like I got into Black Ops. I picked up Black Ops Four because I haven't played a Call of Duty in a while, and I was going, yeah. "Okay, I need that game where I can just like shut my brain off for, for mm-hmm. like that's a hot this. hour." <laughs> Hot yoga and, hour? Uh, yeah, I know, pretty much. <laughs> I just, I'm just brain dead for an hour. I'm sitting in front of my computer hour. doing nothing. Um, <laughs> but um, I did try some of, of Blackout, and again, I have played some PUBG, so I have mm-hmm. some frame of reference, and it's it's interesting, right? Like it strikes a good balance where it's still got some of that goofy ass Call of Duty shit going on, right? The the Call of Duty, I think, was a good choice for anyone's game of the year this year, which is something I've never said before, ever. (laughs) Um, But I think this year in particular, Black Ops 4 knows what it is. It doesn't try to be a story-driven single player with some multiplayer. It's like, (laughs) no, listen here. We know what you're here for. We know what we're here for. Here's all the multiplayer you could ever have, go have a good time. And that's all it tries to be. It doesn't try to be anything else. And that's that's what we're looking for in 2019. Genuine games. Yeah. <laughs> that just try to be a game. <laughs> that's it. Oh, bring on the genuine games. <laughs> all right. Um, we're going to start wrapping up now. So as always, for the last time this year, it is time to give a recommendation to my listeners. What games would you recommend that they play? Um, it could be old games, new games, red games, blue games, um, board games, card games, etc., etc. <laughs> Corey, let's start with you. Oh, yeah, it's me. Now I'm the first one to cast a stone. Okay, so yes. um, just it was one of my honorable mentions, but just from a playability perspective, Mm-hmm. I would absolutely recommend that anyone and everyone go pick up Into the Breach. It Ooh. is real sharp. It is a game that uh, is just, it's it's like a brain teaser, right? For reference, um, Into the Breach yeah. is developed by Subset Games, same people that did FTL. Um, in contrast to how FTL worked, how Into the Breach works is you're on sort of like a chessboard thing. You have a team of mechs and you're trying to destroy bugs that are really going to ravage like the last vestiges of this world Hmm. and get all of the information every turn to really determine what your next move is and an overall like round in that game or an overall sequence level i guess is the word i'm looking for um you sort of have to once you've played it enough you can kind of predict what an enemy may do next and it's one of those things where you got to defend your neutral territory really well you got to make sure that like your bots are an expendable resource, which is kind of surprising. And uh, I, I just, it's one of the most tightly tuned strategy games that I've played like recently. So someone, someone please go tinker with it. It's already pretty out there, but just like do it. (laughs) Commit to the bit. Very good. I'm terrible at strategy games, but I believe you. I believe everything you've told me. I appreciate Uh, it. (laughs) Marcy. 
Um, I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball here, and um, I'm going to recommend, because this is something that Corey and I both picked up very hard this year, and a video game. Oh, yeah. Just play Mahjong? That's okay. I love this. Play Mahjong. (laughs) Not just... Mahjong is great. Mahjong is, I mean, in the most, like, <laughs> the simplest of terms, it's basically like Chinese poker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I <laughs> I always love um, watching certain Eastern media and seeing, like, old ladies play Mahjong because they, they don't play it like, oh, let's get together and play bridge, right? Like Western yeah. card games where, where there's predominantly female figures playing it they're playing like the way like old puerto ricans play dominoes they're really serious about it they're very into it and they're oh, probably yeah. gambling and <laughs> yes absolutely. honestly you kind of have to be serious about mahjong if you it once like once you get a feel for it it just comes it just it's it's one of those games that you look at it from the outside, you see all these all these tiles, you see, oh, it's just going to be a strange little uh, experience. Then you, you get into it, and it's just, it's just yeah. so much fun. Um, hey, actually, it kind of is a video game sometimes, as, as various tabletop games can be. You can play it on Tabletop Simulator. Plenty of There's Mahjong mods. Um, you yeah. can play it. You can yeah, you can play it on uh, the Tenho website. Uh, neat little web app, very fast paced. Yeah, play mahjong. Very good recommendations. Very good. I'm going to recommend Resident Evil Seven, and here's why. Um, the both the Resident Evil Two remake and Devil May Cry Five are built on what is called the RE engine. Um, the engine is very realistic. It's very gritty looking, and it's just a really good looking engine and makes good looking games. And if you want to get familiar with both Resident Evil 2 and Devil May Cry 5, you must play Resident Evil 7. And if you're a big Freddy cat, too damn bad. You have to do what I say. I don't <laughs> make the rules. Um, all right, that's it for the weekly cooldown. Um, where can we find Marcy and Corey on the internets? You can find me on Twitter. Uh, my username is Shadowlith, S-H-A-D-O-L-I-T-H. And uh, uh, less than usual uh, in terms of places you can find me because Tumblr is slowly dying. I mean, I'm still there, still probably going to post my stuff there, but I'm going to post it all the same on Twitter and also have my actual personality be, be there too, because at this point, Tumblr is just a repository. Consolidation, maybe. <laughs> Basically. Uh, definitely. You can find me on Twitter at Endless Musings. Um, that's pretty much like my one-stop shop. If I tweet, I usually just retweet stuff, to be honest. Um, also going to put a shout out to a project that I'm an editor for, uh, VoiceOver Nexus. We're the people who do Let's Read Homestuck, which is such, so, it's been there. It's been around. It's, it's, it's been forever. there. <laughs> so if it's anyone wants to go relive that part of like the aughts, by all means, swing on by. Um, 
And yeah, that's that's me. That's you. Oh, and you can also find us both at MAGFest. MAGFest! I don't... Okay, so... Full disclaimer, (laughs) I don't know if we're doing an episode that week that you guys are going to be there. So we'll, like, do a recap or something. Um, Okay. Sure. Uh, Let's see now. Uh, You can find me at Gaming on Twitter. You can find the Weekly Cooldown on its own Twitter page at WKCooldown. Uh oh! Before I get into my own plugs, do you guys have anything to plug? Hmm. Marcy, you go first. Hmm. Hmm. What is going on right now? Uh, <clears throat> go check out uh, the uh, recent release from Jamie Page uh, called Destiny. That'd be Jamie Page, G J A M I E P A I G E dot Bandcamp dot com. She released a wonderful new little single for the winter months, uh, and I did a remix Ooh. on it that you can also get as part of the two-track EP, and it's one of my favorite things I've ever done. <laughs> Marcy, you stole, you stole my plug. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Look, we all, we all, we all are out here for our friend Jimmy Page Daily. Same hat. Same hat. Same hat. Same hat. And same plug. Same hat. I guess I already also plugged my own efforts, so say hello to people there. Do that thing. Excellent. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Once again, mm. Comedy Days oh, Gaming. I got one, oh, more, the, one more. One more plug the, so we can have one two. More plug. Two um, plugs. Let's see, actually. Let me, gotta two find plugs out. on every wall. Alright, so so my friend my friend Callie. Oh, that's uh, right. Who some Homestuck friends may know as the uh, uh, person who wrote Upward Movement for Homestuck, uh, just released a little visual novel. Um, and, uh, oh my God, I've blanked uh, on the name. I think I have. <laughs> it's Hard Specs, right? Wait. Hard Specs, yes, yes, yes. It is called Hard Specs. Um, H A R U S P E X. Wait a mo. Hang on and, uh, a second. If you go to itch.io slash, uh, I'm sorry, it's calibration with a K dot itch.io slash H A R U S P E X. Oh, yeah, uh, Callie. I was going to have Callie on the podcast cool. at some point. Actually, that doesn't matter. Right. We do have a there plug, a legitimate non Marcy plug. And uh, yeah, so Hyrule Specs is totally free, and uh, it is going to serve as a prequel for an upcoming platformer that cool. they're working on. Um, okay, nice. well, if we're doing this, then I'll respond. I'll put a I'll put a vote in for a friend, Kaneko Catboss. Uh, yes. just released a "The World Ends with You" cover album. Was it through Material Collective, or was it? It was, it was through yeah. Material Collective, who have uh, been involved in a lot of other really great licensed uh, game albums. Big shout outs to that. Big shout outs to keeping "The World Ends with You" like alive in the public conscience. Maybe someday, Hell holding yeah. that hope for more. <laughs> Good album. Please buy it. Please go listen to it. You can find it at catboss.bandcamp.com. Very good plugs. Very good plugs. Uh, once again, Comedy Jace Gaming on Twitter, WK Cooldown on Twitter as well. You can also find the Weekly Cooldown on the Weekly Cooldown website. WK Cooldown is where you'll find that. Uh, WKCooldown.com, rather. 
find uh, find the weekly cooldown Patreon. It will be updating very soon. I keep saying that, but I'm going to do it. It's going to be a new year, fams. I got to update it. Um, hmm. Oh, be on the lookout for many, many, many podcasts with my name on it. Um, I'm going to be producing so many shows for 2019. It's going to blow your mind. And this is not just me uh, saying stuff to say things. I promise they're all coming. And one of them is going to be a fun Final Fantasy 14 improv themed podcast. It's going to be funny. It's going to be, it's going to be, uh, for a a handful of people. (laughs) But hopefully, hopefully it should be a show where anyone can jump in and enjoy it. That all being said, that's all for the weekly cooldown. I'm going to go do some hot yoga. We'll see you in 2019. Thank you, everyone. I'm going to go watch the rest of the Lord of the Rings with my sister. I'm going to go reset the Final Fantasy 14. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, everyone. Good night. Bye.